instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Did this college student really get expelled for using not just the COVID vaccine, no, no, the COVID booster shot? Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Hi, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. I am, as always, your humble host. And today, we do have a fun-filled episode in store for you, I promise. But it's maybe not as fun-filled as traditional because we're talking about, yes, in fact, a college student who did get expelled for refusing to take the booster, Ellie Puentes. She's joining me here on The Brian Nichols Show. Ellie, welcome to the program. Hi, Brian. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. I wish it was on better circumstances, truly, because uh, th- th- this sucks, because you're here because your college that you went to f- and, and you enjoyed, Union College, they uh, they said, Ellie, I'm sorry, we can't have you here anymore. We have to kick you out, actually expel you, because not because you are a vaccine denier or because you're just refusing the vaccine outright. Nope, nope. It was because you refused to take a booster after you had some serious reactions to your second vaccine. So, Ellie, that, that, that just blows me away. I'm sure the audience hearing that, they're thinking, no way, but Yahweh. Talk to us. Ellie, introduce yourself to the Brian Nichols Show audience, and how did you find yourself getting expelled from Union College for refusing a COVID vaccine booster? Yeah, I mean, hello, everyone. I wish that wasn't the case. I wasn't expelled, but... Yeah, so I'm fully vaccinated. I received my second dose back in September, but I got so sick from it to the point where I ended up hospitalized and continue to have symptoms to this day. And before getting the vaccine, I had no health issues. So when I got an email from my school reminding me to get the booster vaccine, I sent out an email with my concerns and my request for an exemption was denied. They denied my hospital documents. They denied a letter written by my doctor, you know, who's known me long in the administration of union where he states that it's ill-advised for me to receive the booster right now, and they denied that. I even went to the length of calling Pfizer themselves, them confirming that other patients have had the same reaction, but it was still denied. There was nothing I was going to say that was going to change their mind. Their decision was final. I was expelled. So for prioritizing my health, they expelled me. They unenrolled me from classes. They gave me 72 hours to leave, pack up my whole college life that I had accumulated in the past two years, and I'm no longer permitted back. Wow. That's crazy. Now, let's address what the college said. They said, now they're like, we're going to dance around federal privacy laws, but while the college cannot discuss the situation surrounding Puentes or any of its students, in general terms, we can state emphatically that no students have been expelled for refusing to get a booster shot. All students, faculties, and staff are required to be vaccinated and boosted, with exceptions only being made for individuals who have been granted a medical or religious accommodation. An individual who chooses not to comply with our policy is not allowed on campus until they meet the requirement. Ellie, I, I, I'm sorry, like you going to the ER, still having issues to this day, and yes, getting your doctor to sign off on this, I think that would at least qualify to meet the standards for a medical or, uh, I mean, not really religious accommodation, but medical at the very least. What's the rationale? What's the logic here? I really wish I knew. I have no idea. I mean, there was really, I had all the facts there and it was just denied. So now they're just trying to lie to their friends in the media saying that, you know, they haven't expelled me. 
They're trying to label this as a voluntary withdrawal, but nothing about this was voluntary. If I had a choice, you know, I'd be on campus receiving my education and not at home, left with nothing. Yeah, is this political, do you think? I really don't know. My thing is, I mean, there's 50 other students fighting this mandate, and I'm the only one on a roll that just seems a little um, questionable to me. And, you know, I, I was on a scholarship at the school. I come from a family that can't support me financially. I pay for college on my own. And, you know, I, I love Union College for that. They provided me with a very generous scholarship that allowed me to attend their institution. So I'm very grateful for that. But when there's, like I said, other 50 other students, uh, fighting this mandate and the only person who's unenrolled is the person on the scholarship, it, it seems a little questionable. So so talk to us about your experience prior to this, right? And I think, it, and I'll give you the context why, because it's tough for a lot of the folks who have been out of college for, we'll say, I will even go back, I used to say like maybe 10 plus years, I'll say five plus years because college has changed so much so quickly. What was it like on campus or in that virtual world when you were not allowed to to be around others, to not socialize? And how has college changed in this post-COVID world? So, I mean, I was only in college for, I mean, this was my second year, so I didn't really get too much of a normal college experience. Upperclassmen would tell me, like, you know, I feel bad for you guys. You guys don't know the real union so it was online classes it was you know we couldn't even see people at different dorms at one point because we were put on a lockdown so it's it's just you know you have to make the most of what you have because if not you're just alone you you don't you're not able to go out and you just got to make the most of it and did you see um did you see a lot of students before all this happened refuse the vaccine I honestly am not too sure, but the, our campus did mandate the vaccine, so I didn't see any students unenrolled, you know, like I was, so there was probably everyone that complied, but when they're now pushing the booster and for myself, it was medical, and there was just, like I said, nothing that was going to change their minds, and I have heard of other students who you know, we're fighting the same thing, but caved into getting the booster because out of fear of, you know, not graduating or out of fear of not seeing what happened to me and fear, fear of getting kicked out. And how sad and scary that is because you're, you're seeing your, your peers literally put their, their health at risk in order to pursue this education and I mean, I, I'm not sure if you've had this talk, but, uh, you know, as an old fuddy-duddy here who graduated college around 10 years ago or so, like, yeah, I, do I use my degree? Not really. Do you use the, the the public education you get? Not really. I mean, some of the basic stuff, yeah, but in the most part, a lot of the, what you, you use on a day-to-day basis is the stuff you learn and you end up thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in debt. And and now at this point, you're you're mentioning, you know, there's kids who were fighting it but they ended up just caving and I'm I'm sad because I I can't imagine you know what that might mean for them in the future especially if they had real reservations much like you did and and how you stood your ground with your medical concerns and I mean t- 
talk to us. Like you've seen a lot of these other students. Have you seen any other issues take place with students experiencing any side effects or have any vocal uh, you know, cases happened that you can think of in your, your local area in, at Union or any other areas in the, uh, or any other colleges in the surrounding area? You know, I, I know from other students who have been reaching out to me that similar things have happened. They've been getting kicked out of school and, you know, this is just outrageous to me, you know, because this isn't just about me. It's happening all over the world. So at this point, it's time, you know, for it's, it's everyone's fight. It's time for everyone to get together and, you know, stand up for their freedom because it's just so easily taken. I mean, people are literally getting their lives destroyed. People are getting fired. Other students are being kicked out. So it, it's just very upsetting. And you mentioned that you're uh, f- you're, you're first generation American, correct? Yes, I am a oh. uh, first generation Mexican student, actually. There you go. Okay, gotcha. So to talk to us about what your family has experienced in, in you having to fight this fight, um, you know, because I'm, I'm sure there must be, you know, some type of, of, you know, like, hey, you're here, take this opportunity, but you're standing up for your health and you're, you're, you're being safe and, and cautious. What's that conversation been like? So my parents have actually been very supportive of me because they've seen my health decline since getting the vaccine. So, I mean, it even went to the point where, so in the administration, nobody was speaking to me. Nobody wanted to speak to me in person. I, this was all happening over email, which, you know, what was very upsetting to me because I wanted to have a substantial conversation with somebody about what's going on. And it was always excuses. It was always different times. And I was always sent back to, uh, a nurse at the health center who, you know, didn't even want to see me when I was sick. I went in one day and she told me, are, are you here because you're truly sick or because you don't want to receive the booster? So, it, it, you know, that that's very upsetting. So then my parents started to get involved and they talked to my school dean and, you know, she was, or my mom was hit with, you know, are you a doctor? Like, you don't know, but you don't need to be a medical professional to see someone's health decline since, you know, receiving that. And then she even tried to talk to that school nurse, Angela Stefanatos, and she was even hung up on. So it was just disrespectful. And it felt personal at that point because nobody wanted to speak to me. Wow. That's, that's just, not only is it, it's shocking, but it's sad. Um, and you're experiencing two sides of this, right? You're experiencing not just the societal implications of everything, but you're also experiencing the physical implications of the reaction from the second dose. Talk to us if you would now, now don't feel compelled to share what you're not comfortable sharing, but what's that been like? Because you mentioned that you're still experiencing symptoms to this day. What's that been on that impact on you? I mean, it's really been devastating when you used to be completely healthy before and now you wake up randomly puking some days or getting sick every other week. Like, it's just, it's not ideal because you're trying to live a normal daily life and these things that used to not happen now are coming at you. And it's it's a little scary, too, because you don't know how this is going to further impact you I mean, this is what's happening to me now, but what's going to happen in a couple of years from now? 
Right. No, that's that's a very good point. So to talk to us, right? Let's let's get away from this sad and and very upsetting uh, topic, and let's talk talk about like what your your plans were because you know, you you were at Union College. You said you were only there for a couple of years, so you know you were still kind of getting things ready to roll. And now it kind of seems there's been a big pause place in your life. So what were you going to Union College for, and where do you see yourself going now that you've had this completely unexpected turn of events in life? So I was at Union. I was on the pre-med track while also studying biology and Spanish, um, which I find kind of ironic studying medicine and things like that. So that was my goal. And now, you know, kind of speaking up against this, I don't know if any medical school is going to take me, but my goal in life has always been to help others, you know, which is why I've chosen to, you know, share my story because of other people facing something similar um, but you know, I found kind of like a, more of a purpose fighting injustices like this, and maybe that can turn into something of maybe law or political science to where I can continue to help people, but much sooner than it would be than going to med school. Mm. <laughs> well, uh, I'll, I'll tell uh, here, we'll, we'll do some personal advice here, I guess. Cause I got a, I got a poli sci degree. I know. And, uh, I, I use it. Very minimally. Um, now, granted, I, I enjoyed the experience. I, it was a great experience. I learned a lot. Um, and I think, actually, it's not true. I, I do use quite a bit that I learned in, in political science, namely for I'm doing political analysis here in the program. But did I need it? Mm, probably not. Uh, you can learn a lot of the stuff that you're looking to learn online. On You know, you could go to YouTube. You could go to Odyssey. You name name the, the site. And you can you know, listen to so many different podcasts and you can really find a lot of the things you're looking for without having to go tens, thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. And, uh, you know, that that would really help you when you're trying to actually go out and help people because then you're not being held back by the confines of just that burdensome student debt. So, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be people out there who are going to say, you know, hey, Ellie, we, we want to, to help you. And, and not only do we want to help you, we want you to be able to help us help other people. So, you know, talk to us what you're seeing in terms of going out and helping people. What what do you envision that being? And I mean, obviously, if there's you know, tens of thousands of folks who listen to uh, this program here who might be interested in, in helping you accomplish those goals. So who who should be reaching out to you? Who should be trying to uh, get in touch with you to, to help that become reality? Well, right now, my main goal is just getting to college because as a first generation student, like that has always been my goal. But Eventually, I'm hoping someone, you know, who is just fighting for freedom, fighting for the choices of people and being able to, you know, exert your rights as a human being, as an American. So anyone who believes has that belief in, in freedom it can reach out to me anytime and I can see what I can do in order to help help me help them. There you go. Well, and what we try to really promote here on the program in general is not just talking about the problems that are out there in the world, but actually building the solutions that people are looking for. Because I think at the end of the day, people are so tired of the political conversation. They're tired of the political back and forth. And to your point, they want to see the problems they see in the world actually get solved. They want people who need help to be helped. 
And what's happened is too often the conversation has been dictated by those who are the loudest voices versus those who are the most empathetic or the most understanding or the most, uh, you know, the most uh, compelled and ready to actually bring real tangible solutions to the table. And I think it requires us to almost, you know, hit the big, you know, proverbial break on the way things have been going, the traditional discourse and present a completely different way of, of not only approaching these problems, but also the solutions that we bring to the table overtly outside of the public policy perspective. So with that being said, now I know once you ended up having all this nonsense happen over at uh, Union College, there was a GoFundMe that was started, but GoFundMe, those sneaky little buggers, they went out of their way and they actually axed your fundraiser. How dare they? So Ellie, we ended up having you to go to a Give, Send, Go campaign Instead, talk to us about where folks can go ahead and do that. Yeah, so as you said, GoFundMe shut me down. And I just think that's a massive effort by like the COVID regime to just try and silence a student who's trying to raise money to go to school. Um, but my friends, you know, I have amazing friends who actually set up a uh, Give, Send, Go page for me, switch the platform over where you can donate some money because the last I heard from Union was some money that I owed them, you know, for something that I don't even get credit for. I was there for three weeks and just got zero credit on my transcript. So I might as well have been there for zero weeks and saved a ton of money. Wow. What they still charged you after they ex- ex- expelled you for things like that. Yep. And yeah, that's the last I heard from the union administration, nothing else. And you know, what breaks my heart and, and it's the fact that you enjoyed college. Like you enjoyed the, the experience that you were having. And I, I mean, this isn't a conversation, I guess, so much on, you know, do you go to college or not, but rather you were enjoying college and you, you got kicked out for the fact that you refused to, to take a booster after having a severe medical reaction to the original shot. And I just, any person hearing that explained as plainly and as simply as you have here on the program today just hears that and knows that's insane. What? How? Why? And, and they, they rightfully asked that question because any sane, logical person would have that reaction. So I think what we're, we're seeing now, give us a timeline again, Ellie, because I want to make sure I'm, I'm saying this right. When, when was it that you actually did get expelled? Uh, probably about a month ago. I came home around April 15th, I would say. My birthday. How but about yeah, that? I, so that, that's yeah. insane. So here we are a month ago. We're in 2022, folks, right? Like this, this COVID hysteria has been going on for two years now, right? And you're seeing kids getting kicked out of school for refusing a booster. Now we keep on saying, like, oh, the the you know, it's all over. COVID's all over. It's not all over because the the insane policies that not just governments have put in place, but a lot of colleges, administrations, name the organizations out there that have been put in place in the name of keeping people safe. Ugh. Like that that has been so overplayed over the past 2 years. Now I really I don't know like public health has a lot of uh, groundwork to to catch up because they've really damaged a lot of credibility over the past 2 years. But I I was saying that because it's I think it's at a point now where your average person is ready to move forward and they're ready for the insanity to stop. So folks, if this if this frankly pissed you off, I hope it did. Please do me a favor and go ahead and share Ellie's story because at the end of the day, uh, these stories need to be told because we we think you know that we go outside and you see people who aren't wearing masks. Like, oh, things are getting better. They are kind of getting better, but 
there are still people who are getting hurt. So with that being said, Ellie, uh, we'll make sure we include the Give, Send, Go in the show notes. And uh, if folks want to continue the conversation with you, do you have social media they can get in touch with you? Yes, you can follow me on Instagram at Ellie.Puentes and Twitter at EllyPuentes. There you go. All right. Well, we'll make sure we include that in the show notes. And by the way, folks, if you enjoyed today's episode, you are going to love yesterday's episode because it was uh, yours truly doing a top five review for episode 500 of my five uh, five of my favorite episodes I've had here over on the Brian Nichols show. So make sure if you missed that, I'll make sure I include that video here at the end of today's episode. If you're over on YouTube, give that a click. It will bring you right to yesterday's episode. But with that being said, folks, thank you for joining us on today's episode. With that being said, it's Brian Nichols signing off here on the Brian Nichols show for Ellie Puentes. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Enjoying the audio version of the show? Then you'll love our YouTube channel. Be sure to head over there and subscribe. And if you're new to The Brian Nichols Show, be sure to head to your favorite podcast catcher and click download all unplayed episodes so you don't miss one of our nearly 500 episodes that will be sure to leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. If you got value from today's episode, can you do me a favor and head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash support and leave us a $5 donation. And by the way, have you given the show a five-star review yet? If not, head to Apple Podcasts and tell folks why you listen to the program and don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe too. Follow me on social media at B Nichols Liberty. And again, if you'd be so kind, please consider making a donation to The Brian Nichols Show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network. Faced with an uncertain future, many business owners and technology professionals don't have the time needed to invest in their business technology strategies. And as a result, they're afraid of their technology getting outdated and putting their company and customers' information at risk. The digital future is already here, but with all different choices in the marketplace, it's difficult to know which one will be the best fit for you and your strategic vision. Imagine having the peace of mind that your business is backed by the right technology investments that are tailored for your specific needs. Hi, I'm Brian Nichols, and I've helped countless business owners and technology technology professionals just like you, helping you make informed decisions about what technologies are best to invest in for your business. Voice, bandwidth, cybersecurity, business continuity, juggling all the aspects of business technology is messy. Let me help. Head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash help and sign up for a free one-on-one consultation with yours truly to dig deep into where you see your company heading and how we can align your business technology towards those goals. Again, that's briannicholsshow.com forward slash help to get your simplified business technology started today.